Inside the Bearcats podcast. I'm Paul Daner Jr. and I'm here to take you behind the curtain of UC Athletics where we'll discuss all the topics that UCU care about and quite a few that you really don't care about. All right, let's go. Eight seconds to go. SK dribbles into the front court. Joe Patkin pulls up from three. His shot. Good! 2.5 to go. Joe Patkin buries one. Green out to Abernathy, looking for a block. He's got it. Down to the 10, the 5, touchdown, Bearcats! All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Inside the Bearcats podcast. And of course, we are back in the new media suite with Tommy G. It is a, it's a beautiful, the weather is starting to finally turn, because you know, our small talk should always start with weather. Big top came down. The, the sun is shining. <laughs> life is good. Sun splashed has been used a few times this uh-huh. week. Uh, it's 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 really starting to be nice, and and it's like that feeling that winter is maybe spring fine. might finally be here. Well, and when the bubble comes down, it, there's it has no choice. Winter has to go away at that <laughs> yeah. point. We've told it to go away. Really, because it didn't listen. It did. <laughs> Old Mother Nature didn't pay attention when it first came down. No, yeah. As soon as the bubble comes down, snow. snow forget like about 12 it. Twelve inches. It was white death. But here we here we are. We're back here again, and it's uh, it, even though basketball now over, you don't things don't really calm down for you. You can't here. stop the podcast. Yeah, no, you can't stop the podcast. Can't stop, won't That's stop. That's because there's stuff there's stuff going on around here. People are tuning in, and therefore we'll give the people what they want. <laughs> I, or hope, I hope they're tuning. Paul and Tommy G. Yes. Well, and listen, and if they're not tuning in. We're still going to give the rest That's of the right. people what they want anyway. It's okay. We're still going to keep doing this. Correct. Uh, so there's a lot happening, though, as I was saying. And, and right now you've got baseball is ha- probably, I would say, arguably the biggest week of the season, of the regular season for baseball this week. A ton going hmm. on with them. Uh, of course, baseball starting up everywhere. Football is in spring football right now. They're going to have an open scrimmage uh, or open practice, I'm sorry, on Saturday. You've got lacrosse has got a bit. They've got home home tilts going on this weekend. It's just it just doesn't doesn't slow down yeah, for you. That's right, flying around out there, just trying to trying to keep it all organized. No, your Bearcats has concluded. Has no, it, it hasn't. What? Funny you ask. It, We've is taken it, a little uh, break, if you will, a little sabbatical. Well, how many of you? you said, how many back. did you say you did though? You did. We're coming up on about when it's all said and done, about 180 of them. Wow, and and it's funny you ask because I just finished uh, this morning editing a twelve men's track. Know your Bearcats, and we're in the process of editing twelve women's track. Know your Bearcats, and those will debut on Monday. So this is a well-timed podcast this is. to tease those. Yes, and those will be the final twenty-four editions of Know Your Bearcats that'll carry on until about the first week of May. When does and the Mega Mix it, come out? I want the I want the best of Mega. I was thinking mix. about that this morning, and there'll be there will, there will be something. <laughs> there's there will, got it. You've got a lot of good stuff there, and, and yeah, there's a lot there's a lot, you know, in the proverbial uh, editing room floor that has not yet debuted that could be put together um, for a, me- a bloopers Mega Mix. If yes. you I also have decided because we we seem to have a lot of Swedish athletes, and we just we just did one with Frida Ackerstrom, who's on the uh, track and field team, and. Uh, she's one of the throwers on the track and field team, and and we so we recorded hers, and hers will be debuting in a couple of weeks. She has some Swedish friends that are on the women's golf team, so she had happened to watch there. So she all her answers were premeditated, and uh, so but there's some pretty of all our Swedish athletes. There's some pretty good outtakes, so I think we're gonna do the best of Sweden edition. The as best well. of Swede, best of the Swedes, the best of the Swedes. I I like this. Does you does you see have 
a recruiting embassy a pipeline apparently. in Sweden somewhere? How did this happen? Apparently, we have a pipeline for track and field, um, women's golf. I feel like we used to have a Swede on the tennis team, maybe a swimmer too, but uh, golf, golf and track and field have been killing it in Sweden. So I give those coaches a lot of credit. And the, the thing that I've learned about Sweden through this process is they have a, they have a holiday called Midsummer. Ooh. How awesome does that sound? Midsummer, just uh, Midsummer. Hey, here we are. Yeah, I don't. And like, what happens on Midsummer? Like, four of the six Swedes have said their favorite holiday is Midsummer. Apparently, like the entire country gets the day off or the week off or something like that. It, and it's just an incredible party. If I ever go to Sweden, I'm going for Midsummer. It's spring break for the country, essentially. Pretty much. So let's go to Sweden. Let's book the tickets. Book the tickets. I think it's in June. And we'll, we'll get we'll get uh, your people to be the tour. We can do a players, podcast from, um, from Swedish Sweden. podcast from Swedish Sweden. Podcast. Uh, and we'll talk with, about all Swedish things with our, we're with, need with our eight <laughs> microphones. Yeah. Hey, if we're going with all the way to Sweden, Sweden we can get eight microphones. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the uh, least of our worries uh, so financially. Let's start looking for plane tickets. Off to Sweden we go for the best of. Off to Sweden, best of so, Swedes podcast. Have no fear, no you Bearcats fans. There are more coming your way. I, I can't. I cannot wait. You, you you tweeted out not too long ago about a particularly good celebrity crush, and yes. I never never oh, saw who it actually ended I, up being. I'm not, it's Frida's, and oh, I'm not revealing. You're not it revealing it. Video posts. You can't. Can you tease? Can you tease a hint to to um, make the people want to watch even more? That people probably that 99 percent of people would never guess it. And it, it knocked both myself and Shane off our shoes. Wow. So. so how about that? Solid. That's a tease, folks. Very solid. Look for that starting on Monday. Very. Uh, this will be my only tease. Very relevant to the, the current year. That's all I'll say. The current year. That's all I'll say. Wow. Is it? Is it? It's, so it's not Cy, the guy who did Gangnam no, Style. No, but that would be pretty solid. That would be the last year. Yeah. That. Yeah. You're right. Because out with the old. Old size. Uh, Fifteen minutes. I think. Yes, it's. I think. They're, although uh, they're still running still, those pistachio crack, commercials out there, still cracking them Gangnam style. So, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. I was mentioning. I was mentioning uh, ba- baseball happening. You've got baseball's you, good. Baseball is good. We've got twib notes this week because uh, you've got a lot of games going on. Uh, well, today we should say it's says Tuesday, so you've got UC uh, at Wright State going on tonight. Um, you've got UC home at Marge Shot. 6.30 on Wednesday against Toledo. Then you've got Friday home, again, rival game against Louisville, also at 6.30. Then the big game at Great American Ballpark on Saturday, which will start 30 minutes after the conclusion of Reds-Nats, which that's a 1 p.m. first first pitch. Then you've got, uh, you've got a Sunday, Sunday home game back at March Shot, Louisville again, 1 p.m., it is a busy week, biggest week of the regular season for for baseball. I'll tell you what, this, but this this game at Great American Ballpark will start there. We've talked about it here before. Is such a great thing for for everyone involved. And now that it's coming, looks like the weather is going to be perfect for it. Looks like it's going to be in the sixties mm-hmm. on Saturday, oh, sunny. Day. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for a better setup. For, right, for this game. right, and if you follow the link off GoBearCats.com, you can get tickets for the Reds game as cheap as eleven dollars. Yep, I think you can get lower infield spot, infield seats, or uh, you know, lower maybe down the lines for like twenty three dollars. If you follow the link on GoBearCats.com, that gets you two games for the price of one. Um, you get to stay for the whole time, and have the concessions open and everything. Uh, I believe you guys will be running the video board just uh, yep. Just as as it is a Reds game, so it's it's really exciting. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, it shows the commitment from the Reds. 
uh, from the Castellini family and everybody to the University of Cincinnati and, and how they've reached out and, and welcomed the Bearcats into their ballpark. And I think it's going to be a huge thrill for those young men uh, to sit in the dugouts on both sides, whether it's Cincinnati or Louisville. And I'd imagine, uh, you know, a good number of, of baseball fans are going to stick around because it should be a, a very good base, a collegiate baseball game. And you got the number 10 team in the country in Louisville coming in. And then I think, uh, you know, Louisville and Cincinnati will have a fair number of fans there too. And, and the good thing about this whole affair is if you wear red and white or red and black or, or any combination of those three of, of white, red, and black, you're going to fit right in no matter who you're rooting for. I, red will be a predominant color, I would imagine. And it's the Nationals, day. right? It is the so, Nationals. Everyone's I mean, in red. Everybody's going to fit in unless you. I mean, I guess unless you're wearing red and blue, you'll stick out a little bit. But even then, I think the Reds are working some blue into their colors this year. So, uh, you know, as long as you have red on on Saturday, you're, you're going to be fine. Just wear a red T-shirt right. and, and you're good to go. But yeah, I think the the coolest thing is it keeps college baseball. Uh, and in this city, you see baseball in particular at the front of people's minds of, of understanding that this is going on. This is a great product right here in the city and reminding people of how ridiculous the deal is you get to go to a game at March Shot Stadium, oh, which yeah. is a great venue. It's super cheap. Um, uh, you know, you can you can take in good, great games, great baseball if you're a baseball you fan. drink beer. And you can drink beer there. Uh, which is not, you can't say that at a lot of college baseball uh, facilities. So and I, it's very cool that everyone kind of puts that at the front of their their minds of exactly what goes on with baseball around here. Um, and you know, obviously, the, anytime Cincinnati Louisville gets together, it's going to be a, a fun, oh, yeah, a fun rivalry. Sure, rivalry. And they've got their they're going to have their hands full, like you said. Louisville number ten in the country <laughs> yeah. is no joke this year. No, they're riding high over there right now. Yeah, they. And that's uh, cool, boy. I think I, I was reading something. They just beat Notre Dame, who's ranked like number fifteen. So things are going well down the road at Louisville right now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Men's and women's basketball final now four. in the Final Four. And the women did it in insanely through. I mean, knocked off the number one overall seed and probably the team that was heavily the favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the reality is in women's basketball that there is not a lot of parity right now. No. Um, I mean, look at, look at what UConn did to Idaho in the first round. You're beating a team 69 in, in the first round, I mean, the, and look at the first round game, the 116 games in the men's tournament. Some of them got up to 30 points, 30, 35, but they didn't get to 69. No. Every year in the women's tournament, it's 1-1-2-1, one, one, two, two, one, something like that. Because yeah. there's, there's five schools, five to ten schools tops right. that, that get all the top female talent Correct. out there because there's not there's not the depth across the board like there is in the college yeah. game for the men. It's a uh, significant story that Louisville – Upset Brittany Griner and, and yeah. the Baylor Bears. Br- uh, yeah, Br- of all people, Brittany Griner in right. her final season, uh, uh, unbelievable. But yeah, so Louisville—they're just—they're just—they're loving life, right? You hate to even have to talk about this on the Bearcats podcast, but at some Reality. point in time, you got to tip your cap that absolutely they're having a fantastic year down there. And and I tweeted this out the other day: their Louisville men's team is not losing in the final. I don't four. think so. They are so clearly as much as it pains me. Yes, they are so clearly better than everybody else in this tournament right now, and have been. Four weeks. Mm-hmm. This was back. Take us back to when UC went down there, and we were down there and yeah. talking to, see, hearing uh, Rick Pitino talk after that game, talking to Mick. Yeah. Mick said, Mick right said, right them. They're the favorite to win the national championship. They're the best team in the country. And they have been since that night. They have been. I mean, you think Syracuse, who's now in the Final Four as well, has been playing great basketball since the first day of the Big East tournament. They've right. been playing fantastic. Uh, had that big win over Georgetown there. They've they've had many big wins since then. They're clear. Can you they're, imagine they're, that rematch though on Monday night? It's it's possible. Very possible. It'd be their fourth time head to head this year. I mean, it would be. It, it would. It would be. I think it would be a spectacular championship game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but 
it would be one that we've already seen how this plays out. <laughs> I think? mean, have we not? I mean, yeah, but I think it'd be a little closer this time. Maybe this this Louisville team dismantled this Syracuse team that's in the Final Four in right. the but biggest while, stage the Big but, East has to offer. But for a while there, Syracuse was dismantling them, and then it was like Louisville just flipped the switch. But this, that's what happens. And went on a four hundred to twelve run. This has happened every single team. You saw it happen in the second half against Duke. Right. Yeah. It's it's Louisville gets on one of these runs, and they are relentless. They just stomp on your throat. Their quickness overtakes you, and teams cannot handle it. Because the their defense token, feeds off that offense token, when they start scoring. Syracuse's defense has been really, really good in this tournament. This is They're true. not letting anybody score. It could be like 37-35 championship game, which would yeah. But, but Louisville, can, Louisville can turn them over and get out right. of transition and get the easy buckets well, where right. you're not trying to play in the half court. And that's why, you know, their runs, because their offense and defense just feed off each other, and they just – they stomp on a team's throat unlike any I've seen in recent memory, the way that they just can just put people away when they feel like they're down. You saw it against Duke, and you saw it against Syracuse in the Big East title game. You've seen that against every single team that they have faced in the last mm-hmm. month and a half when they've just been, been running things. But we sh- we're done talking about Louisville. Okay, yeah. yeah, we should stop doing that. That, but it, it's c- certainly impressive what they're doing down there. I, I do. Well, why we're, we should talk basketball though, because we haven't talked about it since the season ended in uh, in Philadelphia. How was Philadelphia, by the way? Philadelphia was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Outside of the basketball, elements. yeah. Until until the Bearcats lost, we had a pretty good time. Had a had a great uh, dinner with a couple of former Bearcats and Jason Kelsey and Connor Barwin. Now um, teammates with the Eagles. Yeah, now teammates with the Eagles. That was. That was great. One of Kelsey's local spots. That was just phenomenal. Kelsey's Kelsey's got some some friends in the food industry there. Huh? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, it was great to see those guys, and they were both at the game, of course. Uh, Trent Cole wasn't able to make it. Brent Selleck was out of town, being the other two uh, two guys who are currently members of the Philadelphia Eagles that played here at UC. But um, yeah, no Philly. I, I like Philly. Philly's a great city. There's there's plenty to do. There's plenty to eat. Um, I mean, I think my biggest regret is that I kind of held on to a few places to eat. And a few things to do, assuming my trip would last longer. Yeah. But that was the plan. I mean, I had no intention of flying home Saturday morning, but that was the way it worked out. Um, you know, it is what it is, but I'll, I'll be back. You know, the Bearcats yeah. will be playing Temple in the future, and, um, you know, there, there'll be there'll be other trips to Philly. So, you know, I can do that. I can do some of that other stuff, but we had a very good time. Well, you mentioned Kelsey and – you were telling me the other day, he's got a, he's got a good he's got a good endorsement deal. He's is he endorsing sausages? Now? Yeah, I don't know the uh, exact product, <laughs> but he did mention it. He, he, he is possibly endorsing he sausages. Picked up a, he picked up a sausage endorsement. So. I mean, I can't ask for anything better than that. That's no, just per- delightfully fitting. <laughs> it's a it's a brilliant decision by whoever the packager is, and it's a brilliant work by his marketing team. So, I applaud everybody. Tip my cap. When I think of when I think of crushing sausages, Jason Kelsey's near the oh, top yeah, of the list sure. somewhere. <laughs> By the way, his new beard started today. It's today is he the start of the new beard. Clean shaven. He had a goatee when we were there. Clean shaven. The new season, I guess you know, training starts today for the new season. So he has he has uh, broken out the razor and and he will not break it out again for a while. So does this does this mean? Do we know that maybe he's not going to shave again until the season's over next year? Yeah, I mean the plan is. I mean the way it worked last year is he was not shaving until the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Oh boy, yeah. that that. But so he, he he's so but held he, on that. You know he let it go and then he shaved for charity in January February. So I, I mean either way it's going to be epic by the time the season's over. <laughs> That's going to be you get into the dog days of training camp. That's oh. gonna be that's gonna be a nasty item. I usually grow a summer beard, and after like ten days in the summer heat, it's brutal. You do? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Tommy G with a summer beard well, before. Come by, we'll do a well, maybe for midsummer. I'll grow it. 
<laughs> for midsummer. Our trip to Sweden. Well, we're yeah, both we going beards. Beards, beards yeah. in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so let's let's talk about UC basketball moving forward a little bit here. Um, obviously, you have some very key departures. I mean, seeing Kashmir Wright, uh, Jaquan Parker, uh, Chick Mooj, uh, and Alex Abbasire as well. Their last games, they all move on. Kashmir Wright, Jaquan Parker specifically have been such a key. Where in your mind do the replacements for them come from? Where where does where does that get filled in uh, well, right now? You know, I don't think that answer is uh, immediately available. Yeah. I think Shaq Thomas uh, is going to have a much bigger role, and he had a big coming out party in Philadelphia for sure uh, with some highlight plays. And I imagine that Monday night, about midnight or so, we're going to see a, a one shining moment for for Mr. Shaquille Thomas as well with a with yeah. a monster putback jam. But uh, you know, I think. Um, I think he's part of the answer for sure. You know, you'd like to, to point the finger at some of the guys coming in, but it's hard to gauge. Um, you really don't know until they're here what they're going to do. There might be a guy uh, in the incoming class who does more than anybody expects, and there may be somebody who does less. It's hard. There's a lot of pressure on these guys, you know, to come in and contribute right away. So there will be next year, especially because of what you're losing, because yeah. you're losing so much of your scoring. Oh, yeah. I mean, there will be a lot more pressure on this freshman class to contribute then, then probably any in mixed tenure here, uh, maybe excluding some of the early days when yeah, you really three need or it. four. Yeah, but I mean, really, th- there's going to be a lot of pressure uh, on some of those guys to really give something because mm-hmm. the, Mick's been Mick's had a pretty veteran team here for about three, yeah. three, three oh, all absolutely. three of these and years. Now, you know, some guys need to step up in a leadership role, like Sean Kilpatrick, and, right? You know, and, and take the reins there. And Justin Jackson's going to have to step up as as more of. A leader. He's an emotional guy, and he's done some great things on the court for the Bearcats, but he needs to score a little more and continue to rebound, and he's going to have to be a leader for Mick Cronin because he's going to be one of the older guys. And you know, DeLon Gwynn's going to have to step up as well. He's going to be a third-year player, um, someone who's going to be counted to play quite a few minutes at the point. And now that Kashmir Wright's not there, that can be his job. If he works hard over summer and, and has a great camp, that he could be the starting point guard for the Bearcats when they take the court. But he's got to do the right things. And if you're going to be a starting point guard, what do you need to be? You need to be a leader. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's pressure on him to be ready and be prepared as well. Every year, uh, when, well, you look at, you look at uh, two of the last three years, really. Uh, this year we didn't see it as much. There's been a player that has sort of come from off the, off the radar, uh, going from sophomore to junior year. That has really Dion Dixon did this. Right, Jaquan Parker did it the next year. That came from a guy that you weren't expecting much from, and really put the work in in the off season and came back a changed person. Right, uh, you know Dion Dixon. That was the year after he had the unfortunate uh, game at Madison Square Garden where the ball went off his foot, and everybody said, "How is Dion Dixon going to be a contributor after that?" I mean, he was so supposed to be so brilliant. He came back and was just a, a, right. an unbelievably better player. Parker in the same way, and it changed the face of those teams. Jelon Gwynn would be amongst a number of players that have the opportunity. Oh, that that, that sophomore class is a big sophomore class with a lot of guys that I think Mick is waiting to see really blossom and now needs them to, to really blossom. Somebody from that class has to step up. And Jelon Gwynn has shown has shown glimpses of right. that. Oh, I yeah. mean he started he's hit more he hit more shots down the stretch. He hit some big shots and he started to attack the ball more. He's a great on the ball defender. Yep. Um He's got a lot of potential. Obviously, he needs to work on his offensive game and attacking the basket and, and, and passing. But, you know, 
there's a lot of potential there. They need that though. They right. need somebody from that class oh, yeah. to, to really step up. Well, and and I think something that people don't think about as much or realize is, uh, you know, the the importance of having a strength coach who the guys like and and, and enjoy working with and and will be around all summer. In Mike Rayfelt, Mike Rayfelt was hired last summer, and I honestly don't think he be, he started till July one. Yeah, it was either late June or early July that he was officially hired on, and they went a long stretch without an official strength coach after Dave Andrews left for Illinois. So they didn't get the whole summer because then the summer was shrunk last year because the university made the switch to semesters. So instead of being able to go until the middle of September, they were done, you know, at the end of August, you know, with the summer period. Obviously that carries over once class starts, but, but it's a little different, you know, during the true summer period. Well, now when classes are over in a few weeks, Mike Rayfield gets his hands on these guys and he gets to work with them all summer long. He gets them and, and the guys like them. And I know he likes working with them. And they've seen results already. So I think a big a big part of the development moving forward comes over the summer with what those guys do in the weight room. And obviously we have some guys who, who have some work to do there and, and need to bulk up and get stronger. And that will all translate to what they're doing on the court. Yeah, I think I talked I talked with Mike actually uh, towards the end of the season. We were talking about Shaq Thomas and – his weight because he you know he's he's obviously very skinny he, he wants to get him up to around 215 right. to be a real thick he's, if you're if you're trying to be in the nba his size requires about a 215 weight to go along and thinks they can put that on i did a story uh, on the team him coming in earlier in the year and, and the the body change and he got serious results immediately when they were attempting to be that that less body fat much more long lean athletic and kind of going away right. from that thick uh, pounding style and, and got he only had it was about 75 days when I talked to him and that was before the season started right. uh, so I mean you, you had it probably about 90 days right. to really whip guys into shape and so now to have that time Justin Jackson's going to put on some weight uh, with Shaq Thomas doing that as well you have a chance to be more physical I know Mick Cronin didn't like how they weren't physical enough this year at times they right. became much more of a finesse team and, and be able to get into those battles and maybe it'll help when you're not in those biggies grinds as much anymore uh but certainly they 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 know they need for scoring sake to be more physical on the inside that'll be a big part of the offseason push and we'll see what happens yeah it's it's a lot can happen over the course of an offseason but you know there's a lot of guys with potential to break out and they're going to need they're going to need one or two guys from that from that current sophomore class uh to be among those well moving on a lot of time to talk about basketball until they start yes. back up. But we do have football actually yes, happening do. sort of in practice mode right now. Uh, you got spring football, which we've got the open practice at 10 a.m. at the Shakely Athletic Complex um, on Saturday. Correct. Now, we've heard a lot of talk about this because the the – it's not enough. It's not like there normally is a spring game of sorts. Correct. Like you have OSU coming down to Paul Brown Stadium. Uh, it's and you've had at Nippert many times, and we've had. You know, remember when it monsooned every single year yeah, uh, in I April? All, I was doing them all on TV, so I remember. <laughs> That's when the spring well. game was, uh, and so they're going with the practice, which is followed by the youth clinic. I guess let's talk a little bit about why the practice and why at 10 a.m. and why at Shakely, which is all different than what's been done in the past. Well, you know, I mean, and, and, and last year it was intended to be more of a practice than a game, too, with a different head coach. Uh, you know, Butch Jones wanted to make it more of a practice, less of a game. Last year, of course, we had it torrential rain pours, la- rain pour, you know, last year to the point where that it had to be moved into the bubble. Right. And you can't accommodate everybody that way. And, and there were some friends and family in there, but that was about it. So – 
you know, there was, there was conversation when, when Tommy Tuberville was hired and, you know, was brought up. What do you want to do? You know, do you want to have a practice? Do you want to have a game? And he said he wanted to have a practice. And, uh, you know, practice is really valuable right now for the Bearcats and, uh, you know, and for the coaches. They, they love their film. They like getting in there. And, and you and I have been um, at the two scrimmages, the two, the two really true scrimmages that they have had at Paul Brown Stadium this past Saturday and then the one a couple weeks before that. And the way they run their scrimmages, I mean, early on they do their skill stuff and their warm-ups and get loose and all of that. And then they run very similar to game-like conditions. They're yeah. hitting. Now, it's not like if there's an interception, then the white team takes over at the 37-yard line where, they, where, the, where the defender was tackled after the interception, and you're going the other way. Everything is scenario-based. You start at the 15, you start at the 25, you start at the 30 going in, you know, and, and those type of things. Or you start at your own two and try to get out of there. Two-minute drills. But you're going to be able to see the Bearcats in full speed. It'll be ones against ones and twos against twos. And, and obviously there's some battles in those positions. So, so there'll be things that are changed up. And then it gives, uh, it gives the team, it gives the athletics department and the university a chance to showcase a beautiful new facility. Yeah. In the Shakely Athletic Center. I mean, you've been over there for practice, and it is done now. Mm. And the cross is playing there. Uh, you know, football is practicing there every day. The field is in great shape. The whole, the whole facility is really awesome. Yeah. And that gives fans a chance to come out and see it and be closer to the action. I mean, yeah, you can come down to that front row there, but that's not good for you. Yeah. You can get a good view and be right on top of the field and, and, and be right there. And you're going to be able to, I believe, uh, stand down by the end zones uh, or the one end zone, you know, kind of where the gate is that some people will be allowed to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then there's a youth clinic afterwards. And I think it, 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 it's shaping up to be like 62 and sunny. Yeah. It's, and, and, and then you, you asked about the time at 10 a.m. and, you know, no matter what you do, when when is a perfect time to do it? And when you look at it, you know, there's the doubleheader that we've already talked about down at Great American Ballpark. And, yes, the Bearcats baseball game starts half an hour after, but people are going to want to do both. Yep. Well, baseball starts at 1 o'clock, one ten. So, with that said, you know, you don't want to get in the way of that. You don't want to – you want people to be able to do both if that's what they want to do. Exactly. They, they could, you could do a, a, pretty, a pretty darn good sporting day by starting at 10 a.m. at the Shakely Athletic Center, taking an open practice to noon, going out to Great American Paul Park, seeing Strasburg pitch, which I believe he is scheduled to fall to the, his next start after pitching yesterday. Five days it would be Saturday. So Strasburg Cueto would be yeah, the matchup. Yeah, it would be Strasburg Cueto. See that game with the Reds and Nationals. Then see the Bearcats against the number 10 team in the country. Then when that's over – Walk outside and go to the, one of the bars, and you can watch the Final Four games. So, and that's a reason that it wasn't really considered to be at night, because you don't want to go up against the Final Four. People no. want to watch that. Exactly. Now look at it. I just set up your day. You did. You're 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 uh, you're you're. I'm a planner. planner. You're that's a planner. A heck of a day. If that, you are a sports that's a full junkie, day. <laughs> and anybody who's listening, 26 minutes in is a Bearcat sports junkie. Yeah, you're probably going to be there. That's a heck of a day. You can go watch two Big East teams. You can watch my alma mater. Play at about 9 o'clock and earn their way to another championship game <laughs> 10 years after their championship that I was at down in New Orleans. You, you were. And, you know, that's, that's a heck of a day. So I think it's, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, we were talking about it this morning, just a couple of us around, around here, and uh, the, the weather, knock on wood, is cooperating for the first time, uh, I feel like, in five or six years. I can't, I, not since I've been here has there been right. a, a nice day for one of these events. There's been some really cold ones, too. Like yeah. cold and rain. Yeah. But it's, it, it should be a good it should be a good event, and certainly anybody that wants to can come out and take it in. And, and really, 
the, the one of the big focuses today is the youth clinic. It's a great chance for kids to get up oh, front yeah, with the players awesome. and the coaches and everything. And yeah, right. you can come down and, and just just work with you, get up close with these guys, and and that's something that kids will never forget. Uh, so you know, big part of that day. But let's talk a little about the team real quick. Um, like you said, we've we've been at the scrimmages, we've been at all these practices. I've got some players that I've been particularly impressed with. Um, tell me who you who you has really stood out to you this spring as guys that you see kind of taking the next step a little bit. Well, uh, I won't talk about Devin Drain too much because you have. I mean, yeah, you 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 were tweeting about it and writing about it the other day. Yeah, um, uh, how impressive he was in the scrimmage down at at Paul Brown. But I would agree with that. Uh, Anthony McClung, I think, has been very good. Yeah, um, you know he. He's a guy – we talked about leadership for basketball and, and a football team and the transition and, you know, going through, you know, new coaching staff and all that. They need leaders too. And I, I think it's really Anthony McClung's time to shine. We saw it in the Belk Bowl, and I think everybody in Bearcat Nation hopes that that was just a, a little tease of what his senior season is going to be like. But I think it, it, at least the Belk Bowl so far has carried over through the spring. And I think Alex Chisholm, who's been dinged up and he hasn't really been out there, I think we're going to see a new Alex Chisholm moving forward, and he's really going to be a force that's not reflective of the spring. That's just a personal thought yeah. of how he kind of regroups a little bit. And and I think the quarterback competition has been uh, very impressive as well mm-hmm. with, with those guys battling. And then uh, defensively, uh, you know, we mentioned Devin Drain, but the linebackers are going to be Lock, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff you know, Luck, we, we talked a lot about actually, and I'm glad you mentioned him. I talked with, with Coach Tuberville. Tom Gresham, the Inquirer, has written about him. I, I wrote about him uh, back when he first signed on was in, the, in last last fall. Um, he is really interesting because the new linebacker, particularly the outside linebackers, the Sam and Willie, as uh, as as they're na- known around here now, uh, are they're much different shape now because it's such a spread off and such a passing game in football. Right. They've become much slimmer and and more like safeties. Uh, you know, Coach Tuberville was saying I, that's kind of what you more ideally look for at those outside linebacker positions are safety types, bulkier safeties. Jeff Luck is not that. He is uh-huh. a huge. He said, but it's not an issue because he's so quick. And he really is so – he has such great instincts to the ball that it doesn't affect him, the fact that he is maybe not as as skinny as skinny or he's so bulky, he's so thick. He has that perfect combination. And you match that with Greg Blair in the middle and obviously Nick Temple, Temple yeah. also going to be there. You are really – you're really stacked to that position. But luck, that's going to be – he's really been really fun to watch. When he hits people, it, it, it has a different sound to yeah, it. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think – so that group is very solid. You have Silverberry, Silverberry Muhan, who has yeah. a chance to step up. He had a good scrimmage on Saturday. Yeah, he had, yeah. had a pick, and a, he was in the backfield in a sack and a half, I think. Yeah, I just talked to Coach Prunty on the website, and you know he's he's really excited about Silverberry and and the way he can contribute. You know, it's it's a guy that that the previous staff was pretty high on as well, and felt that he could contribute. And you you knew that the coach, the previous coaching staff, believed him because they were always picking on him in practice. And yeah, <laughs> you know, when they're constantly picking on someone, they're trying to push somebody to do better. And and that that is certainly someone who I think uh, could could certainly be a force. Because remember, we've had some pretty good defensive ends here at Cincinnati the past few years, and watched yeah. them out there. And and now that that void is there. It needs to be filled by somebody. I think Silverberry will, will fill that role. So I think roles are slowly being defined. Uh, you know, I talked to Coach Tarverville about it, and he really wants to, to see some things filled out and, and, and more of a two deep, but then he wants to see him continue to battle in August. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Devin Drain, and he, he's clearly to me is the top list. I, I want to watch Devin Drain and Anthony McClung just go through one-on-ones against each other. Nobody else out there, too, because they are they have both become, in my opinion, from what I've seen out there, clearly elite at their positions right. here. 
and I, I just can't say enough about what we've seen from, from Devin. I mean, we saw it last year, but you know, when a guy like Cam Cheatham, who is such a good cover corner and did so many good things here, leaves, you can it, it leaves that spot open where someone needs to come in and have that confident shutdown type of mentality. And he's clearly taken that on. Right. Uh, and really, anything that's come his way, he's just been been shutting down. And he, he has that he has that kind of feel to him right now that he's gonna he's gonna really break out and be a great player for this team. So, you know, I think him and, and you mentioned McClung. I mean, he's he's really he's, he's really done some really good, good some yep. good things. And Dan Dan Horde wrote about Anthony uh, on the site. Also, you can go there and check that out. He wrote that a couple of days ago, uh, right there. GoBearCast.com. Um, you, t- you 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 talk with Coach Tuberville uh, when the top came down, and the big it, top, the big top the big came <laughs> down. <laughs> one of the more it's it's animated. Tommy Tuberville is just one of the more delightful things to see on campus. Oh, it was yeah. a great interview. The sun shines in Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, he's it's he's, he's just, just a pleasure. In such a good mood after practice. Like he he's animated, like you said. Yeah. Uh, he I asked him like three questions, and four and a half minutes later, I'm like, huh. I guess I don't need my other three questions. Yes. Yeah. Just carry on, coach. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not his first rodeo by any any stretch. He's done these things. He's a great interview. Um, he, it, It's going to be fun. I, I know yeah. that much. Yeah, he is He is very much media savvy and loves, oh. loves talking to yeah. all of us, which normally, normally like we're detested. It's yes. not full of cliches. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, he's just talking. And he's, he's, just, he's just telling you what's on his mind. Yeah. It is. It's and I love. Uh, I, I had a story up today about him and Art Kaufman, who's the defensive coordinator. And they used to talk about how they would have these days when they were young assistants, and they would just sit around. They weren't working together. They were just on the road or wherever they were at each other's houses. We just sit around for hours upon hours and just talk about football and watch. And they're just two boys from Arkansas. Football, football, football. Football. We sit around. You got to say it properly. I mean, it's just. I would love to have sat around and listened to those conversations. Conversations because they just love that they love football, love talking about it, and they're just as honest and upfront as could be. They got nothing to hide, and let's 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 do this. Let's you know, it up. Yep. absolutely. So it's it is going to be a fun fall. But uh, if you more, if you want to come out, you know, see talk to the coaches, see what we're talking about. Saturday, Saturday. they'll be out there at ten a.m. So yeah, that'll think, be going on. I think it's going to be awesome. The weather's going to be great. Um, bring your kids. Come on out. It's free of charge. Concessions will be open. So, uh, and Tommy G planned your day, so maybe you can set. Can you set up a shuttle service for them from here down to uh, down to the GABP and, and help them out with all that? I can't. I can't. I mean, so you so you uh, can I, give them the itinerary, but yep. you won't take them that far. Maybe there's, you there's your, no transportation vouchers. This isn't all inclusive. What if somebody was listening right now and they sent us an email that say, "Hey." I want to be a part of the the Tommy G itinerary package. They could they could then you would drive them personally if they email us. You would drive them personally. No, don't start. Bro- making, don't start <laughs> I think just offers. you, uh-uh. just, just you, in your smooth ride. What are you maybe driving I'll, these days? I'll rent a Maserati, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, you, they, they get a ride in your sweet your sweet car then. I got a Tesla on order, you know, so I can be green. Well, yeah, um, but those take a couple months to come in. So you know, uh, maybe I'll get a Bearcats van. Maybe I can see if I can rent one, and then and then we can we can set it up. I don't know. Tommy G not not committing to the no to the shuttle to the Maserati. You know what's shuttle. funny? We got like two minutes left, right? Let's yep. See. Go ahead. Two minutes. Back when I was a struggling quick story time. Yeah, we don't have much time. When I was a struggling journalist making like thirty five dollars a game and had no money, I I I actually like drove people in my personal car to the airport. Wow. Like, 
not like I ever, like had business cards or like was listed on it, you know, or anything like put an ad in the paper, but like just word of mouth, like friends and you know my friends' parents and stuff. When they need a ride to the airport, I'd drive them for like twenty bucks. Hey, that's cab was probably like thirty five. They give me twenty bucks. Hey, one time one guy gave me his Lexus for like three days. He he didn't want me to drive my car, so he gave me twenty bucks <laughs> and the you gotta get out of this thing. And he was like, and you could drive it while I'm gone, and then you gotta pick me up in it in three days. <laughs> well, all right, that's a deal. So I think I got twenty bucks picking him up on that back on the back side of it. But I I was like Tommy G shuttle service for for a while there, just to make any way to make a buck. Tommy G shuttle service. But it's not available this weekend. No. I'm booked. I got I got stuff going on. <laughs> stuff going. That's all right. We'll we'll uh, maybe maybe for the future. Tommy G shuttle service maybe. shuttle people. Maybe you shuttle some people from the grid over to games on 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 Saturdays. Yeah, we can make fire you, make you our Bearcats TV golf cart. The Bearcats. You have a golf cart? Well, we're working on it. We're working, we're working on it. <laughs> you got to be pretty big time to get a golf cart. Well, we're working on it. I look forward to this. All See, right. Inside scoop. If you lasted till now, you just got, <laughs> you just inside, got scoop. inside scoop. Look for the Bearcats TV go- golf cart coming this fall or maybe sooner. You don't yeah, even know. Hopefully sooner. You know? <laughs> Which is just sad to the laziness of Bearcats TV at this point. Yeah, I might just go put a Bearcats TV sticker on Tommy Tuberville's golf cart and see what happens. <laughs> that will not go well. Uh, anyway, so uh, thank you for listening to the latest edition. Of course, Tommy G, always great to have you here. Well, and uh, we'll be going on. Hopefully everybody can come check out all the events and follow the itinerary on Saturday because it's going to be a, a big weekend. Sounds good. Yeah, right. Thanks for listening to the edition of the Inside the Bearcats podcast. We'll see you next week.